Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of two pros and a cup of joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio. So I, I guess Aaron Rodgers is coming out of his darkness at some point. Was it, next, wasn't uh, it yesterday? Was it yesterday? I don't know. I thought, I thought it was, it was, uh, I thought it was, was it five days or four hey, days. Hey, man, you guys aren't in the inner circle. You don't know crap. That is yeah, very true. That's fair. That is very, that's why I just asked. But um, Bob McGinn. I'm coming out. <laughs> Bob McGinn, who covers the Packers, uh, he was talking on the Go Long podcast over the weekend. Yeah. And through some, uh, some speculation and some conversation. <laughs> that he's had with some people possibly in the know about where the Packers stand on this whole We're thing. over it. Take a listen. Based on discussions with someone who just firsthand knowledge of this organization's of the Packers' uh, internal debates, that they are done with Rodgers. That that's the way it is right now, that he's not coming back. I mean, they're disgusted with him, and they're done with him, and they're moving on. And this is going to involve money and a trade partner. And all kinds of things. But I'm totally convinced he will not be their starting quarterback this year. On the other hand, they love Jordan Love. They think he is the second coming now. They have seen enough in practice for three years that they believe he is like Rodgers 2.0. That's where this organization is coming from right now. So that was Bob I mean, again on the podcast. He doesn't sound like the podcast. most likable dude, I'll tell you that. Jeez. Who, Bob? He sounded a tad bit abrasive, didn't he? Like like he had beef with Aaron Rodgers. Spitting facts. Yeah. I mean, he did cover the Packers for 38 years. Yeah. He retired like six years ago. That's but fair. Long time, long time Green Bay, Green Bay uh, Press Gazette, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Jeez. Um, is, how surprising is this, though? Because it feels like maybe well, even Aaron Rodgers was pull back in this the layers. Direction. Can we pull back the layers? There's yeah. some layers there. Let, let me ask you guys some questions about this. So you've got a guy in Bob McGinn who's well-respected in – let's put it this way. In the state of Wisconsin, well-respected. Not saying he's not outside national circles for covering the Packers, but he's probably not that well-known nationally. But extremely well-respected in the state of Wisconsin. He's retired, though. And and so why now? Why is why is his you know his commentary and all this coming to fruition now? It, it feels like it's one of those jobs where the Packers are are trying to push this narrative out there. 
Because otherwise, like, what's the point? Why not have somebody who's actually working day to day in that business that you have a relationship with? Maybe because you want to, you know, work with someone who's retired, extremely well respected in the industry. So it, it makes some sense from that standpoint. I don't think Bob McGinn is part of obviously Rogers inner circle because he's not talking even from Rogers standpoint. Everything's everything's from the Packers standpoint. And so I, I just think the the who is saying this and the when, considering he's not even, you know, there working that beat day to day, is interesting. And it feels very much planted by the Packers, where if there's not already enough of a fracture there between Rodgers and the Packers, they're trying to create one. And, and honestly, like I, I think this has probably been two years in the making because you can't. Like some of the comments that I think came out, and Jonas, I think in your notes you had put disgusted was one of the yeah, words. Yeah. yeah. That's a strong That's word. very descriptive. Yes. And, and here's the problem is you can't say disgusted for what reason? Right. You already went through the season where he was immunized and not vaccinated. You've already went through the uh, Ashwatonga or whatever the hell he's, he's doing. He's been doing that for years now. And some of the, those seasons ended up being MVP seasons. So now you're disgusted? Like it, it feels like they've been sitting on this play or this, this game plan to remove themselves from Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. They just were trying to time it out when he had a, a lesser season. And this season obviously wasn't his best. It wasn't their team's best. And they feel like this is the time now to, to start this play, if that makes sense. Yeah, I definitely agree with, with that. It does make sense. And I, I also believe that this was the perfect time. Like, you got to keep in mind, I've, I've gone to some pretty traditional schools, one being Penn State, and you just – there was never really a time where you were able to say you're fired or we're relieving you of your duty and you will no longer be the coach of this team anymore. You just didn't have enough backing and support to be able to do it. If there were ever a moment in time – to be able to say, you know what, we're disgusted, or and not you say it, but you it gets leaked out that this is how people are feeling. They first of all, they were already disgusted because he aired them out last year. Like they were already disgusted and they're already sitting there like, I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. Can't do nothing about it. He holds all the cards. You have your your first season where you could look at Aaron Rodgers and be like, dang, like this was not an Aaron Rodgers-esque type of season. And 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 there are certain moments in time when he's doing his podcast where you could sit there and you could kind of pinpoint and say, is his focus really where it needs to be? So these these people that are leaking this out the brass who maybe allowed this to take place and are using this as 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 a mechanism to to separate Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers, they were waiting for this moment. They were waiting for the moment where they could sit there and say we're done with Aaron Rodgers and and actually leak it out. That's why I think that it's the retired the retired gentleman that has all the credibility because you want it to be credible. You just don't want it to be from someone that is like a Adam Schefter or or you know who's the other guy that that Aaron uh, Rodgers Ian went Ra- at Ian or Ian Rappaport. You don't want it to come from them because you don't want it to be denied. You don't want your fan base to be like, okay, this is not true. Aaron's coming back. No, you want them to believe that Aaron is out of there. 
But the one, the one, this could be a critical mistake in, in all of that. Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers 2.0. And I think we can all agree on that. So to add that as an insult to injury, like Jordan Love can end up being a very, very fine pro. No doubt about it. He has the potential to. They drafted him high. He could have a fine career. But there is nothing about what we've seen from Jordan Love that would give you the idea, which we haven't seen a lot of. But I feel like we've seen enough to know that if if Aaron Rodgers couldn't navigate this season with the personnel that he had to have a better season than what he was able to have, why would you think that putting Jordan Love out there now with what would be perceivably a lack of of – what talent on the outsides? I mean, you got one and Watson. He developed nicely as the season went on. You got a good backfield. You got Aaron Aaron Jones resigned. But what makes you think that putting Jordan Love into this scenario in particular is going to be a productive campaign for Jordan Love? If he can do it, it's great. But I thought that that was an ill-advised move to put that target on Jordan Love's back right now. How many guys have been four-time NFL MVPs? (laughs) What, one, two? Outside of Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Peyton Manning, and then... Is Brady? Brady's got three, I don't know that he got it as many times as that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, we couldn't even get confirmed uh, answers on this the last time we had the conversation, because damn Google and pro football... I I thought he was on the phone with Mac McClung trying to, um, you know... Get him over to his team. Yeah, that's true. Now, Lee's looking it up, bad, though. Lee, you made your choice. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. We got Mac McClung, not you. You got it? You got it, Lee? I believe Tom Brady only has three, and yeah, Peyton Manning and, and Aaron Rodgers with four. There you go. I, yeah. saw, I saw it in his face. I mean, so you're There's saying so Jordan Love is going to be Aaron Rodgers Peyton Manning, basically. Yeah. You said 2.0. So to 2. me, 2.0, 2. like a better version. Oh, there right? you go. I mean, yeah. when you say somebody 2.0, you're basically saying this dude is beast baller. Like, we're good. Like, get him out of here. You won't even miss him. I just, I don't know why you want to do that as an, you know, if, if you're playing this card. That's wrong. It, it's, it's, wrong. it's wrong for the player. If yeah, it's about wrong the for Packers, the player. for example. Yeah, it's but wrong. Even building up their expectations, because I think that's part of this. Is, is you've got to create this rift, this divide that turns the Packer fan base on Aaron Rodgers so that then Jordan Love can be better received, right? Because he's been behind the scenes working his tail off trying to get ready. And the Packers can create more of um, not only interest, but I think excitement about, you know, the transition to Jordan Love, right? And yeah, and, and so because there's going to be fans who love loved Aaron Rodgers, but because of this rift now, the Packers are trying to turn it where, like, well, you know, I might not be a fan of Jordan Love yet, but you also don't want to like Jordan Rodgers, so or Aaron Rodgers, so that's why you want to root for Jordan Love. And you know it, what I'm saying? Like, it's not even about necessarily rooting for Jordan Love; it's just about hating Aaron Rodgers. And it, it feels like the Packers are trying to do that. And doesn't it also seem like they're trying to piss off Rodgers to ensure that he does want to come back, and they'll just trade him and try and get something in return, as opposed to him just walking away altogether and they get nothing? Like, no, if he just retires, already, they. But, they already know, though. They already know what the scenario that they're facing yeah, they're is. File down a little toothbrush, stick them in the side, and say, come on, what are you going to do about it? Right okay, in I want to go somewhere else. Right in the dark. And then they get some trade compensation back for him. Maybe they were hoping that he wouldn't hear what was being said about him because he was isolated. Yeah. It's very yeah. Pro- very probable. Peyton Manning has five MVPs. Yeah. Or maybe they're testing it out. You know, Maybe this actually somehow is a conspiracy theory where Bob McGinn 
is a part of that group outside the inner circle, and Rogers inner circle is like testing it. You know, they're floating out all these different Rogers oh, inside. Okay, trying to sniff out. Yeah, his they're trying to sniff okay, it out. Hey, and they're trying to find the rat. I, I ain't gonna hold you, but that could be some of the most brilliant s that I've heard of in terms of strategically making things happen. And, because yeah. to sit there and, and and you be the reason why. First of all. It sounds like there's animosity towards Aaron Rodgers in the way that that buddy sounded talking on yeah. it. So oh, if he's Bobby. speaking on behalf of somebody who leaked it from Rodgers' side, then that's fire because now you're forcing you're forcing the hand of of Green Bay to do something with Aaron Rodgers. You're trying to replace what the hope is and the feeling and excitement is for your fan base with Jordan Love. At the same time, you're trying to let everybody know out there that we want to trade them. And if if that's Aaron Rodgers doing that, that's that's I mean, that's wow. And then now you get to leave without people having hard feelings towards you as yeah. Aaron Rodgers. And and for what it's worth, you probably will have hard feelings towards Towards Green Bay, yeah, because try- of the way. Oh, we're done. We're disgusted trying with him. To get, who, who wants to get the fan base uh, support? I mean, man. Aaron Rodgers or the Packers? I mean, yeah, it's all a play. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, imagine that he did tell them that you know they don't come here for the cheese or anything else. They come here for a Rod. He was put. He put his flag down in the ground. Yeah. So now you are putting you. I mean, it's just. Man, that's like trying to become king after Saka Zulu, man. Like, who's going? Who's going to like precede him, man? That's like, come on, man. Y'all don't even know who Saka Zulu is. No, that's yeah, all right. It's a good point, though. Look it up, though. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy so the Daniel Jones situation with the New York Giants is, uh, I don't know if it's taken a turn, but there's been a couple of developments here that according to ESPN, uh, Daniel Jones is switching agents from CAA to Athletes First, whatever the hell that means. And he's getting ready to, to <laughs> go negotiate a new deal with the Giants. Uh, and that this is, you know, on the eve of that as they're in having conversations about it. And that uh, Pro Football Talk also reported that Jones, when when thrown the initial offer by the Giants, he was actually aiming towards something around $45 million a year, which apparently the Giants are not too fond of, which brings up the potential franchise tag. But that is where we stand with the Daniel Jones saga and the New York Giants this offseason as they uh, declined his fifth-year option and they are looking to get a deal done somewhere or another. So, there well, we so go. first off, VAR, did you ever switch agents? No. And I didn't so, even like my agent at the end. And I didn't switch. <laughs> so that's I, – I, I won't go that far. I, I love Tom Conant. Yeah, Tom, Tom Conant's a dope dude. Tom was my guy. Yeah, and that's I who almost I signed went up with Tom with Condon. And, yeah. I liked him. Love Tom. Love I didn't like Joel Siegel. Okay. Who'd like you end up going with? The Postons. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, my, my whole thing is <laughs> – That was the athletes first back then. Okay. Yeah. If so you, if you dig what I'm saying, yeah, okay. All right. So so Tom was with with CAA and athletes first at the time when I was coming on the draft had an agent named Dave Dunn. Dave Dunn was suspended for that year from being able to negotiate contracts. Now at that point in time, that was a bigger deal because it was my rookie deal. And the advice that a lot of agents give prospective uh, or prospects coming into to the NFL is. You know, you don't know that you're going to get a second deal. And so you better make sure the person that you do that first deal with is someone you feel comfortable with. And in, in, that, in that instance, Athletes First was somewhat eliminated from the conversation for me just because the guy who ultimately I wanted to be doing the, the negotiating, doing the deal, wasn't going to be able to do it. And so Tom Condon and CAA ended up being who I decided to go with, felt comfortable with. And they did a great job as far as structurally how they created the contract. 
But the, the problem, and the problem is back then, there were so many things to negotiate. So many things. So it was different than now, whereas in today's NFL, when you're drafted as a rookie, you might say, well, if he's suspended for you, that's fine because the rookie deal really isn't that hard to negotiate. There's two things. It's signing bonus and the timing of that signing bonus when you get that, those monies. And then it's offsets. Meaning if, if I end up getting traded somewhere else, you know, who's on the hook for it, you know, cut all stuff, who's on the hook for how much, you know, that's essentially what is, what are the two things they're negotiating now? So in this case, we're not talking about a rookie, but we're talking about a guy who's at the end of his rookie deal and is choosing to change agents. And it's kind of interesting only because these going from CAA to athletes first, these are the two, I would say of what the biggest LeVar yeah. in football. Relevant right now. Yeah. They got the biggest names. And, yep. and so it, it's almost like you're kind of jumping ship to their competitor. I mean, this is kind of like a, this is a big slap in the face. Like that change of agency on the cusp of what could be, whether it's, and we could talk about the franchise tag and then the difference between exclusive, non-exclusive, but this is a big deal. Like it, it's a bigger deal than most realize just because of the initial hit that that agency is going to get, or in the case of CA, they're not going to get from this particular deal. Mm. I just I, I think when you first of all if you if you if you look at the the dynamics of both agencies it's kind of interesting that Daniel Jones will go to athletes first. I mean we've started off every hour the same way so far. The, the, we'll keep the theme the same in hour two. Um, I, I find that to be interesting. Um, he might be the first first what uh, quarterback of that that um, With dark hair. Yep. Yep, that right there. Okay. Um, and like, what, just, like what else uh, outside what? of just his hair? What do you um, mean? Well, let's just say he don't look like Jalen Ramsey. So are you saying? In that, fact, he doesn't. Is he, is he Mac McClunging? Uh, I mean, I'm saying he don't. Athletes first. He don't look, in here? He doesn't look like Deshaun Watson, who <laughs> those are both. Uh, athletes and players for athletes first. Well, uh, they've, they've, they've had some some, uh, <laughs> some what? Jones some quarterbacks what? in the past. I, just, I, I, just, I don't recall seeing them. That's I, that's why I say I don't I don't oh, check them do. that I don't check them that close. <laughs> I just I just see here and there the the you know stuff that pops up with guys that I know that are with um, you know like Michael Parsons is you know Dafio Way is with them. Um, so you know, I just I just see maybe their posts. So, you know, I don't I don't do deep dives on them. So they've had other Mac McClungs, is what you're saying? I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, it sounds like Q said they do. So I'm gonna no, take his word. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure, having the past. I'll take his word for it. Big morning for us, Brady. I mean, it's a little shady these days, though. I mean, there's a whole lot of trees covering the sun. Well, if you ask me, these so, days. So so let me let me get down to like the, <laughs> the difference in where they're at right. as far as what Daniel Jones reportedly in his camp thinks he's worth. So they, they're saying, hey, we're worth 45 million a year. <laughs> now, he's saying this because he's, he played well enough this season to warrant consideration for what's called the franchise tag. But you have to understand there's two different versions of it. There's the exclusive franchise tag, which would give him that $45 million approximately. That's the value that is set every year. It's the uh, average of the top five quarterbacks, their salaries, and what that equates to, right? Or 120% of your previous year's uh, salary, depending on um, what that number was. In this case, the top five average would be what Daniel Jones is, is aiming for because it's more. The problem is the Giants are looking at him going, yeah, but we don't feel like you're worth $45 million a year. And so here's what we're going to do. 
we're going to put the non-exclusive franchise tag on you. And see and what your value is. the non-exclusive franchise tag number is $32.4 million. And here's what this does. So you can play for $32.4 million, fully guaranteed this year, because we've tagged you. But we're going to allow every other NFL team to potentially come in and negotiate a long-term contract with you. And then now we. And then the, here's what happens. We have the decision. We have a decision to make. We can either choose to match that, or we can say, nope, we're going to let you go with that team. And guess what that team gives up in, instead? A draft pick. Two first-round draft picks. Yeesh. So I love this move for the New York Giants. Very strategic. That's it's now. incredibly strategic. It's probably what you're going to see a lot of teams do who have guys who are drafted in the first round that don't get their fifth-year option picked up. If, if Daniel Jones would have played under his fifth-year option, one, the Giants would have been in a position right now where he's playing under contract, fully guaranteed, but it would have been like 22, $24 million, something like that, somewhere in the ballpark. So, yes, they spend a little more in this case, if, if he plays for them for a year at 32.4, but they also have, have the potential of a couple things. One, determining like, hey, we see this guy's 32.4 million. We don't see him, him, you know, him being a longer term contract guy, at least not right now. We probably want to see him do it a second year in a row before we agree to that. But they can let the market dictate that. And, and there's power in that because they're probably thinking to themselves, look, if, if we think he's not worth that, then let's see if someone else thinks he is. And if they do, okay, so be it. We have the choice to make. We can match it, and we can go with that number, or we can get two first-round draft picks, and we can go find his replacement easier. I, I think it's a great strategy. I think it, it puts the Giants organization in an awesome position where I thought you know, a few weeks ago they were going to be in the position where they have to tag either him or Saquon and, and then have to work out a long-term deal, and otherwise one goes to free agency. It looks like now Saquon's going to be up for free agency and Daniel Jones is the one he's going to be looking at getting tagged and not the, not the franchise tag, the exclusive one that he wants. I mean, he's got no shot of getting $45 million, right? Like that, like that, I, I don't that think number, he's got any shot. I any mean, shot. there's the chance that a team might think that he's turned the corner and can be that guy for their team. No way. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. Because think about it. You don't have to give anything up. You don't have to give anything up to get Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't give up. Two. I'm, all right, put and, it two. And, and here's the thing is, wouldn't you rather give up two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers? I was about to say, now that's where I think that it's more relevant. I, I might pay the money, but if I got to dish out two first-rounders, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm sorry. Much, much love, much respect to Daniel Jones, but – I'm sorry. I'm not giving up two first rounders. No, me. nobody's gonna love him as much as the Giants love him. And well, and the Giants and, might not. And, and they love loved him. him so much they didn't pick up his fifth year yeah, option. Yeah, they might so not like, love him. They might like him. Like that's why, like when the 45 number was thrown out, I was like, okay, all they right, might respect. Have him. fun with that, <laughs> but. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna take them two first round draft picks <laughs> and then just move forward. <laughs> I, I do wonder though. Does Saquon Barkley, what's his market look like? Because he finally bounced back after he had a couple of down years and obviously the injuries and all that. And it feels like like they, like they, him and the Giants were on sort of the same page. Like it kind of it bookended because he had that great rookie season. Then he got all the way to this past year. And I wonder, does he look around and say, I've got better options elsewhere, or does it behoove me to just stick with the Giants? and roll with this is there a way they can keep both or 
if they do decide to franchise tag Daniel Jones and they put the exclusive tag on or the non-exclusive, is Saquon going to be looking around and is he going to be kicking the tires on free agency? Running backs is a curious. I'd I'd like to see him stay in New York. It's such a curious position right now because the value of it has gone down so low. And I would have to say, look no further than Dallas to say it probably isn't the wisest move to go big on a running back. I just don't know that it it's feasible to or fiscally sound to make a super tremendously large investment in a running back. I don't know. And that's sad because I would love to see Saquon stay in New York and get that contract. But I just don't know that the market is there for backs to, to score big right now. So what do you guys think? And then I could be a little off on this, but what do you guys think? the top running back makes as far as their average annual salary? 12 million. Okay. Um, I, I mean, far off. yeah, I, I was probably going to go more closer to 20, like maybe like 18 or something to that effect, 17, 18. So McCaffrey is the top and he, in his previous contract that he signed, and now granted he was 23 when he signed it. He makes $16 million per year, average annual salary. The next closest is Alvin Kamara, and he was 25 when he signed his deal. And then you have Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook, who each make about 12. Dalvin Cook makes 12.5 average annual salary. And so you're, but by the way, both those guys, uh, Mixon signed at 24, Cook signed at 25. Um, Saquon just turned 26. And so he's now looking at trying to sign this longer-term deal. Like, this is that age where you look at the draft and you say, can we replace him and not have to spend any additional money? <clears throat> and have a guy like B. John Robinson, who I, who's out of Texas, who I kind of said to you guys before in comparing Saquon and Bijan, like, he could come in and do all the same things. Like, very similar that skill set. That is, is nasty. <clears throat> and, and here's the thing is, a lot of people – you know, when you saw Saquon, right, <clears throat> we saw his kick returns. We saw the Ohio State game. We saw all these big runs, these big plays. If you actually go and do, do like, all the breakdown and analysis, Bijan was better per rush. Bijan was better per, like, all the different averages, per game averages, all that. <clears throat> Bijan was more productive. But he kind of gets lost in Texas because they haven't been quite back, whereas Penn State during Saquon's time – was competing for Big Ten championships. And Bijan at Texas, it hasn't been that case. Outside of some big games, great performances, he hasn't got as much attention. But you could easily just, just you know, draft him in the first round because I don't think he's getting out of the first round. And you could have him at a much cheaper value as compared to trying to sign Saquon to, let's say, low end, right? I named four running backs. No one's making less than $12 million a year. I can't imagine you're going to see Saquon make any less than $12 million per year. I and that's super. That's and not to step on you, but that's a that's a elite running back. I mean, we didn't feel that way about Aaron Jones when he was coming out of college. No, you know, like there's a running back out there that can suffice what you need from that position, and it doesn't have to be a, an elite caliber running back. And that's the problem that you're going to run into if you're at the running back's position. Is that you can't and, – and for what it's worth, I'll go back and I'll double down on it. I think <laughs> I think Zeke Elliott ruined it for everybody moving forward, at least for the time being. He ruined it. 
Yeah. You name one great season. Name the, the seasons that led up to that contract. Name one that's comparable, comparable after he got the contract. Well, Derrick Henry, like he still is productive. I mean, this that's, past that, year he was dealing with injuries, but after he signed his, Henry. but after he signed his deal, he still had a great year. You can't right. compare Derrick Henry. Yeah, the man I, I would is say six, he's seven. The, he's the outlier. Runs a four one. Is he six seven? No. We have confirmation. <laughs> No, but yeah, why not? Just I mean, six nine, bro. I was watching a film on Derrick Henry. He was, dude. There's, he's put up yardage and put up numbers that no one will ever match. Like that's, it's just different with Derrick Henry. That's a he different is. comparison. He's massive. Yeah, that's but, a different comparison. I mean, I, I listed off B. John Robinson. Jameer Gibbs is the running back out of Alabama who transferred from Georgia Tech. He could be a guy that goes in the first round because of his skill set. Like all these guys can run, can catch. They they literally slide into NFL offenses with the skill set necessary, coming out of college now, which is, it, it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, pass pro might be the only thing that they have to yep. I- improve upon, yep. but some of these guys are all, all there for. The, the kid out of Texas A&M, Devon Achan, he's not big, but he is fast. I mean, fast, fast. Like, he might, he might be a 4-2 guy at the combine. They said that he, he might even run sub-10, uh, was it the 100-meter Something like Some, that. I mean, that's but that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, he's got that background. But, but, those type but you of could dudes go out deep. There. You could go deep into like Ty J Spears, the kid out of Tulane, Kendrick Miller, the kid out of TCU. Like these are guys who aren't first round guys, but you can come in and they've got like kind of that NFL style running or pedigree. Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia, like he's not going to be taken in the first round. You get these guys mid late rounds, they can come in and be a great NFL running back for you. So I just – it's a tough business to be in. I was going to ask you, LaVar, do you ever talk to young kids that play running back and just say, hey, man, why don't you come? <laughs> My son wanted to go play defense? My son wanted to play running back. I was like, all right, but you better learn how to come off that edge, you know? And he was like, dad. I was like, hey, tight end or linebacker, my guy. That's it, tight end or li- linebacker. I tell guys that all the time. But it, what's interesting is, is that when you – again – you just have to be realistic. I was just talking to Emmett Smith about this when, when we talked at the Super Bowl is the evolution or, or the devaluing, the, the losing of value that the running back position has. And it's really because of, you know, just the, the changing environment and conditions of the game and the way the ball is moved, the, the, the prioritizing of how, how you call the plays and, and what you want to get done, it used to always be run first, pass, pass second. It well, is no longer that anymore. Let me ask, let me ask Jonas this. And, and Jonas, are you in fantasy? You play a little bit, right? Yeah, of course. Come on. Okay. Who are you talking to? Didn't, okay, didn't running backs used to be like the first pick you 100%. Go yep, that was always what's the guy. what's it now? Oh, quarterbacks, wide, wide receivers. Receiver. There was a couple of years ago where Antonio Brown was the projected number one overall pick because you were getting points based on reception. So they right. would call it PPR leagues. And then running backs now, if you're not catching the ball out of the backfield, if you're just a straight running back, it's hard to sell anybody on wanting to take a guy that high in the draft. And, and that's why... I remember I was talking to Bucky Brooks about this, and he was telling me that there's some running backs where... If you can tell he can't catch the ball out of the backfield. He has no chance. Yeah, it's he, just. You know who started the trend of that really going that direction was Andy Reid. Andy Reid started using receivers in the backfield. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, Carell Buckholder, uh, Brian Westbrook. Up, yeah, right. Those, those were guys what, what that up? he started to break the mold 
of what a running back should how they should be viewed you started viewing running backs uh, having to be more multi-dimensional in the things that they did more importantly being able to catch the ball there's always a conversation can they catch the ball out of the backfield well, it, it was also they're just looking for matchups right yeah and absolutely so they'd, be looking at, they'd be looking at a var and they'd be like hey you get, we want your ass yeah. to cover him. We want you to cover him. Yeah. We want that, that'd be so a bad matchup for them. Who are we talking to? <laughs> he talked to your ass. <laughs> turn around, we turn around, you got Chris McCaffrey or something like that. The He's back a receiver. You got hey, to cover his ass, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's real. I'm going to take that matchup every time. I'm going to take it every time. A receiver on a linebacker, I'm going to take that. Look at uh, tight ends. They can't cover tight ends anymore, you know? I mean, that's a new era of linebacker, though. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever he's still on the line. Get off the show. Off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! 
What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy we might have some good news in the world of college football Who's ready for some good news? (laughs) Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated. Not the Ross from Friends. No. David Schwimmer. Yeah, not Ross Dress for Less. Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated says that college football is considering a handful of proposals to help with the length of games. And here are the four that have been thrown out there. All right. So, number one, prohibiting consecutive timeouts, i.e. icing kickers. Yeah. Number two, no longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down. If the quarter ends on a defensive penalty, the down would be clocked starting the next quarter. I I tuned out. All right. I'm sorry. Can you start over? You started number one? Yeah, I tuned out, man. All right. All right, so we'll start at number one. Come on. Was the weather on? Prohibiting consecutive (laughs) timeouts, like icing kickers. Yep. Number two, no longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down. If the quarter ends on a defensive penalty, the down would be clocked starting the next quarter. Number three, the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down, except inside of two minutes and a half. Mm -hmm. That one makes some sense. Mm -hmm. And then there's number four, that the clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. So even after incomplete passes, they're throwing that one out to try and speed up the game. Try and speed up the games. I mean, that's all that is. Well, okay. So, so the reason why these are being proposed is because the TV networks would like to shorten the games. Yes, mm-hmm. thank God. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at it on average, the games um, have, have increased in length, at least at the Division One level, because TV, right? More timeouts, more money is flooding into the sport. It's a growing sport still and landscape. And, and by the way, that's a good thing. I see some people out there who are like, you know, they don't have these issues at D2 or D3. Why do they have them at D1? TV commercials. Okay. To the guy who that's your response, here's mine. Well, in D2 and D3, they don't have these immaculate stadiums and facilities. And also, all the draft picks that we'll be seeing coming up here shortly in the combine and this year's draft going to the NFL either. So there's a reason why TV networks and fans and viewership are clamoring to Division One football, in particular the Power Five schools, is because they've got a good product. 
and, and TV networks want to support them. So that's not a bad thing that there's more commercials. You should be more concerned when there's less commercials. Right. Okay? <laughs> that means less funding. They don't have that at D2. Yeah, they also can't yeah. afford mouthpieces. Yeah. So, like, come on, Sharing man. Sharing helmets in certain conferences <laughs> and, and equipment, okay? Right. So the commercials and the TV money, it's a good thing, all right? Just ask anyone who was on a TV show that got canceled. Like, when they start forgetting to promo your show and they all of a sudden, yeah, we can't get any advertisers want to advertise for that sitcom. Guess what? It goes bye-bye. Okay? So that's the first thing. The next thing is the games aren't that much longer than NFL games. They are longer and they've been starting to creep up in that capacity. And there are a couple simple fixes. The first is stop stopping the clock to reset the chains after a gained first down. Bingo. You don't need to stop the game clock. The NFL doesn't do it. College football doesn't need to do it. You can make that one tweak in and of itself, and it would literally... I got a couple wins pro- off of that. It would probably, it would, it would probably save five minutes. Like a, and that would be Easy. enough for, for people to actually feel that. And then the next thing is getting rid of the rule to ice the kickers. I mean, it adds a little more strategy, I think, to the coaching staffs and how they manage their timeouts. Um, I also think you, know, you, you put in the ability to do that, not just to ice kickers, but let's say you come out, you get lined up, the guys still don't know what the heck they're doing. It is still considered an amateur sport or at least a college sport at this point. You want to have the ability, if you're a coach, to be, okay, take another timeout. Dude, what are we doing? Like, guys, can we get lined up? Can we get in the right play and formation? You want to have the ability to do that. But, you know, these guys have played enough football where it doesn't happen that often. So I think you can make those two changes. And, and, and by the way, forget the inside two minutes. I, that's, I was just going to say that. Just what, do the whole game. What's agreed. The point? That's what, I don't understand why two minutes is separated from everywhere else. And I don't know if it's because they want to at, make their own make college football their own thing and they want to do it a little bit different than the NFL does. But yeah. that's dumb. So inside two minutes, we go back to the same issues we've had. Come on, yeah. man. I, I will never, by the way, forget when Charlie Weiss first came to Notre Dame as our head coach. Right, I'm one of my junior year, and um, you know we we would you know all of the New England coaches that left from there always had there were great as far as preparing you situationally. They always had packages to prepare you for third down, a red zone, a two-minute, offensively, defensively, all of that. Like, very, very great teachers of football, X's and O's. And I'll never forget, <laughs> you'd always be like, hey, Quinn, we got no timeouts. So what? <laughs> because <laughs> the, the clock stops after a game first down. You've got an eternity. He goes, I want you back there feeling like your father time and you're controlling all of, all of humanity back there. He goes, that's how much time you have in college football on a two-minute drive. <laughs> like he, would, I mean, he would have some classic liners. But that was one where – and it's true. Like I remember like we came back my senior year to beat UCLA. We had under, under a minute, right? No timeouts. And I remember thinking in that moment, like, we just got to get a first downs. Like, we just have to get chunks. And that's all we had to do. And we ended up scoring, I think, a touchdown with like 20 seconds left. But I remember you thinking in that moment, like, I, w- I was calm. I was like, there's no, like, we've got all day if we want. Now, we're not to that dire circumstance, but at some point, you know, you get to, but not in there. I just these two rule changes would be so easy to implement and, and helping out the TV networks. And it wouldn't really change the game. Mm. Because we're used to it. We see it in the NFL. 
It's correct. Correct. It's it's exactly what we got in the NFL, and there's a little bit. The rules are more uniformed, which I think you know they could probably do in some other areas as well too. But there's no I, reason not to make college the NFL. No reason not to at this point. Just go ahead and start adapting all of the structures that are winning structures for the National Football League. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.